on the move. He's increasing us. Praise God. Have you got your high five? That's good. I want to tell you a bit of a story as she was, Charlotte was talking there. We had uh, an Australian couple come here oh, a couple, two or three months ago. And uh, they came to New Zealand wanting to learn about the varroa mite that attacks the beehives. They haven't got it in Australia, but they were believing for it to come, no doubt. So they wanted to be ahead of things, so they came here. They weren't Christians. They came into the hall here. Uh, someone had, They'd gone to two or three churches, and they finally said, you better go down to Excite. So they came here just at the end of the service. I had about 10 minutes with them. Of course, they took up my time. I like to spend time with the congregation, but here was an opportunity. They came in. They weren't interested about the things of the Lord. But nevertheless, during the course of time, I managed to um, uh, turn things that direction. I thought, well, I'm going to take this opportunity. Someone said about being bold. Well, I took that opportunity. They said, oh, no, 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 we, we feel that we're actually good people. I said, oh, okay. She said, you know, we, we, don't, we don't do, we're very good people. And uh, I said, well, the Bible says that there's none good. And I uh, started to talk to them. And I said, well, the prostitute and the drunkard and the drug addict, they get to heaven before, before good people. Did you know that? Yeah. Pulled the man out from underneath them. I thought, I've only got one opportunity. Here goes. <laughs> I've been talking to them about 15 minutes about bees. I wasn't too busy, uh, too much wanting to talk to them about bees on the Sunday morning. I had other things in mind, so I thought I'm going to take this opportunity. Well, I was down at uh, Carla's memorial with Jan the other day, and there was a chap that sent them along, Peter, from over in Pai here, an older gentleman. And uh, he told me, well, they came back to him and they said, that pastor's been saying that people, if they sin, they can get to heaven. So they obviously listened and remembered what I said. Of course, they put them right and they said, I'm sure he's not really trying to say that. What he's trying to say is that maybe they get to heaven before good people and they added to it. I told them it was only, the only way was through the Lord Jesus Christ. We do not preach ourselves, but we preach Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Christ's sake. It's not about us, it's about our King. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords and he desires increase for each one of our lives. I'm so encouraged to hear Charlotte up here. Just sharing the testimony, seeing people saved. I've been praying for five people as well and even more, but we've seen people come to the Lord being born again even in the last two or three months. Just a random phone calls where they said, I was born again. One when I was overseas, praying for them every day, and I just, we just got a random phone call when we got back about a woman that had been born again. Yeah. Keep praying. Just believe that God wants to move through you and bring increase. Amen. And honor God with the first fruits of all your increase. And your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Amen. That's what it says in that book sitting on the top of that mountain right over there. Lord, we just want to thank you for uh, the offering this morning, the opportunity to give back to you from the resources, the bounty that you've given us, Father. We just honor you with this uh, gift and pray that you would multiply it, that you would use it for the increase of, in people's lives, for the blessing of outreach and increase of outreach in our community. We just think of your faithfulness over the years and we want to thank you for being there for us, for leading and guiding and giving us a vision to reach out uh, to our community. Father, it's all about your heart that you've communicated to us. Uh, your heart is overflowing into ours and we want our hearts to overflow into the community. So, Father, continue to have your way. Your will be done in our lives, we pray, for the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. So exciting. Increase. God really wants increase in your life, every area of your life. He wants increase. Ruth brought a great word last week about increase. But the week before too, I was uh, speaking about inf increase. I felt it was a prophetic word that God had given me to speak into your lives. There were three points. One is that 
In order to have increase, we need to have a clear-cut objective. What, does it, what will increase look like when it comes? Number two, we need to have an action plan. See, God blesses the work of our hands. He blesses the work of our hands. You don't need a lot. You might have a staff like Moses. You might have a little boy's lunch like in the New Testament. But God just says, what is in your hand? Use the gifts and the talents that God has given you to be a blessing in the church. Everybody can do something. The third point was identify the resistant forces. Sometimes it's just that we just feel the way things have always been. And it's always nothing goes right for me. You know, and it's like, and, and so we speak it out and we proclaim it and we speak our future out. Some, we might get used to being poor. We might get used to being unpopular. But identify those resistant forces and deal with them. God wants increase in every area of your life. We are going to go back to where we read that story in Luke chapter 5, reading from verse 4 to 7. Last time I read from verse 1 to 11, it's Jesus by the lake, and he's, he's uh, there calling his disciples and that, and he's, uh, he's wanting to speak to the people, so he sees a couple of boats, and he, he launches out and speaks to them from the boat, and they're all on shore, multitudes coming out to hear from Jesus. But once he had done uh, the, the speaking, he decides to tell Peter just to take the boat out, and the disciples launch out in the deep and let your nets down. So we pick it up from... Uh, Verse 4, and it says, when he had stopped speaking, Luke chapter 5, verse 4, you've all got that right behind me, praise God. And uh, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, that's Simon Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have worked all night. We have worked all night. Don't you realize how, how, how much I've done already and caught nothing? Nevertheless, at your word, at your word, I will let down the net. And when, they, they, when they'd done this, they caught, they caught a great number of fish. Say a great number. great number. Yeah, that's what God wants us to catch here at Excite, a great number of fish. Not the smelly fish. And their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners at, at, in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. Wow. Wow. Jesus really does want us to have abundance. God really is for us. What he's done with the disciples, he's showing us. Uh, he, he wants to give us a hunger. He, want, he wants to give us a hunger uh, for miracles. He wants to give us a hunger for increase. That's why he does things like this. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and life to the full. Do you believe that? Amen. You might say, oh, well, yeah, but hang on, you don't know me. I was brought up here and, you know, and, and it's not easy and, uh, and, and, and. No, 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 Jesus wants you to have life to the full. Life to the full. I'm going to just speak of four things that you need to be hungry for. I want to encourage you to be hungry this morning. And I'm going to bring up four things that I want you to be hungry for. Is anyone hungry? We've got a big cake, cake to eat later. We're going to chew on a rock. I hope you've been chewing on the rock this morning. The rock, Christ Jesus, eh? That's awesome, eh? That's a message in itself. You just need to look at that and you'll be saved. 
Praise God. I feel, I feel that rock's anointed. Number one, you need to be hungry for God's kind of knowledge. We get so much. We live in an age of knowledge today. The internet, all at our fingertips. But you need to be hungry for a God kind of knowledge. It's different to man's knowledge. Knowledge puffs up when it's merely this world's knowledge. Some people think they know more than others. Knowledge can really puff up. But God's knowledge is what we want. Proverbs uh, 4 and 6 says, Do not forsake wisdom. She will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom, or God's knowledge, the, the wisdom from above, it's so important. Man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps. Have your ear out to hear from God. How does God speak to us? He speaks to us through his word. It says again too in James 1 verse 5, if anyone of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. There's increase for you. He gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given you. Just ask God. Ask God. He is actually quite wise. He's, he's quite knowing. Or well, he's all knowing. He's all powerful. He's everywhere at once. If you lack wisdom, you need to ask God. He speaks through his word. You can see it up there on the rock. Amazing. Hungry for God's kind of knowledge. I think I shared last week when we were down in Queenstown some time ago, and you see those big high mountains there, and you see the snow caps. You see how that the snow comes down, and snow will come down from above from heaven, and it'll cover the dirty ground, but it'll be pure white. And I, I look for that wisdom that comes from God. We need, we need that wisdom that comes from God. If we don't know God, first of all, we need the righteousness that comes from Him, the purity, purity like the snow. We can't conjure it up ourselves. The disciples said they'd been working. Maybe you think that you can work to earn your way to heaven, but no. God will save the, even the worst of sinners if they just look outside of themselves and receive Jesus' right, perfect righteousness. I was standing in the shower this morning. I shared this with the prayer team before the service this morning. And I felt the Spirit gave me a revelation. And you know what it was to bring to you today? It was that you are not the center of the universe. Yeah. You are not the center of the universe. A child sometimes thinks they are, don't they, when they're born? Wah! Give me a feed. Wah! Give me a feed. Wah! Give me a feed. You know, it's like... You are not the center of the universe. Hello? The sun is the center. Amen. Why has God put the sun in the sky to show us that? Why has he put it there? You are not the center of the universe. The sun is. Don't try. Just trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3, verse 5, day. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. That's man's knowledge. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Get that God kind of knowledge, and he shall direct your hearts. Number two, be hungry for a net. You know, these disciples had a net, and we read in other passages that they were mending their nets, and they kept their nets in good order. And if you're going to get a catch of fish, you need a net. You need to put a net out, and you make sure that net is mended, and it's in good order, because when he's going to get, bring a miracle along, 
you need a net that can contain the fish. And you're all part of that net. God has given you gifts and we're interwoven. We're a body in Christ. And it speaks about the building up of the body of Christ by that which every joint supplies. The body is all joined. The fingers joined to the wrist, the hand, hand joined to the arm. You know, everything's interconnected. What has God given you? What part of the net is, is your part? Might just be a little part of the net. But has it got big tears in it? Has it got big holes in it? We need a net to catch fish. We work together. We serve together. We're here together regularly every Sunday. We're not here for ourselves and what we to get, uh, can get. We're here to give. Because like God, we love to give. We're here to be selfless, not selfish. You see, it's all the reverse in God's kingdom. And we don't just come along just to hear this speaker or that speaker. We're here to play our part because we realize that Christ dwells in us, each one of us. I'm here to meet the Christ in Reuben and the Christ in, and serve the Christ in Carol and serve the Christ in Reuben. You see, I come to meet with Jesus and the saints. And we're all a net. We're all a family. You know, when I was younger, we went fishing out uh, on the West Coast, out from Dargaville to Copra, out that area. And we used to take the net out off the beach we go around, and my older brother, we used to go there. I used to go out, and uh, we'd catch some mullet and often some flounder. But then now and then you'd get a, a stingray in the net. And I didn't like being in there. It was bad enough for the crabs. I used to, I found an old pair of shoes because they got some crabs. They can draw blood out there, eh? Yeah, with the net, you're going like this, and you're trying to do some fishing. So I got this old pair of shoes, and I, I used to go fishing with a pair of shoes on. Stop the crabs biting my feet. But anyway, you get a you get a you get a stingray in the net, and it would destroy the net. It would make holes in the net, and then the fish would go through. Sometimes there's a stingray we might catch, that's that's destructive. Sometimes people make holes in the net, but we're here to mend the net. We're here to to work together to build one another up in love, to play our part. And we're going to have increase. Because God is a God of increase. You saw Stan Walker there. He invited himself to one of our youth balls. Look at that. Increase. God is a God who can do more than you even ask or even think. You know, Billy Graham, we all know or have heard of Billy Graham or most people, the famous preacher. He, he took years to break through and see salvations. And one day someone asked him, well, what made the change in your life? What, what brought about that breakthrough in your life? And he said, it was when there was no difference. I got to the place where there was no difference between my head and my heart. You've got to watch what we speak out. If we believe in a God who does miracles, a God who wants increase for us, we need to speak it out. We need to speak it out over our family. We need to speak it out over our business. We need to speak it out over our community, over those that rule over us in our nation. We see a nation uh, serving God. If you don't see it, it'll never happen. Praise God. Make sure your head and your heart are saying the same thing. The third thing is to be hungry for a miracle. Are you hungry for a miracle? God wants us to be hungry for a miracle. We need God to intervene. He's not only all-knowing and all-present, Ever present, everywhere, he's all-powerful. 
and is a God who does miracles. Miracles are coming our way every day. Do you know that? Every day, in all areas of life, there are miracles. We need to be hungry for them. We need to have a hungry for the miraculous and see it. Then you'll be up here like Charlotte going, wow, you just want to see what happened. I've been doing this and God's been doing that and it's so exciting. Is that you? Be hungry. I want to, you need to be hungry for a miracle. Hungry for a miracle. Mark chapter 9 verse 23 says, if you can, that's what they said to Jesus, to the, the person that was healed. He said, if you can, Lord. He said, oh no, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, basically, all things are possible to him that believes. Believe in Jesus. Look outside yourself for the miracle. I think, I think Jesus was trying to create a hunger in the disciples for miracles when he did that with the fish. Ruth was talking about a testimony. They would have had a testimony that day. They would have said, well, we're very good businessmen. We've been doing this for years. But as you know, most of the fish around Galilee have been fished out by the trawlers or whatever. And, uh, but no, no, here's a miracle. And God did over and abundant above. And I reckon they were looking for that again. And when you start to see miracles, you'll see them multiply. Sometimes we have a veil over our eyes and we don't see what God's doing. The small things that are really big things every day that God blesses us with. Be hungry for a miracle. In Luke chapter 18, verse 27, Jesus says, he says, what is impossible with man is possible with God. You might be in a, in a place in your life, in your business, in your family, in your relationship, whatever it is, where, where you, you seem to be hitting a brick wall and it seems that you've come to a place where it's just totally impossible and you can see no way out. And you're like at what's the end corner? And, and Jesus says, what's impossible with man, what's impossible with you is possible with God. Look outside yourself. Look and believe for a miracle. Commit your way to the Lord and be blessed. Praise his name. God is for us. Amen. Be hungry for a miracle. You know, people say things like seek his um, face, not his hands. They get religious. You know, oh, yes, but we must seek the face of Jesus not seek his hands. We shouldn't be looking for miracles, you know. <laughs> but God wants to bless us. He wants to bring us increase. We don't have to get all spiritual about it. You know what David said when he came down to fight Goliath? You know what question he asks? What's going to be given to the man, basically, who takes out Goliath? What's going to be given to the person that takes this giant out? So what, what happened? A house, a wife, tax-free for life. Three things. You get a house, you get a wife, and you get tax-free for life. Yeah? Do you think David didn't care about what was going to happen? Do you think God doesn't want us to care about what we're going to get? And so he did. He got a princess for his wife. He got blessed. He took Goliath out. He wasn't looking at the giant. He was looking at the increase. Amen. Are you hungry for increase? Are you hungry... Are you hungry for uh, the God kind of knowledge? Are you hungry for a net? Are you hungry for miracles? We need miracles daily. Number four, be hungry for expectation. It's one of the most important things. Where is your hope level, your expectation level at on the Richter scale? Is it right down low? Because you need greater expectation. 
You need to be expecting miracles, expecting increase, believing for it. If you don't expect it, how do you expect it to happen? You know? Hungry for expectation. Let it grow in your heart. You know, disappointment destroys expectation. It brings us down. We're looking for something, hoping for something. It doesn't happen. God says, not now. You've just got to be patient, Paul. And we go, oh, no. Maybe I'm just here all alone. Maybe it's just up to me. But no, be hungry for expectation. Continue to look to God. He is faithful. He will bring it to pass. In Acts chapter 3, verse 5, we read of um, Peter and John going into the temple, and there's that man who's uh, begging on the street, and he's looking at them, and because Peter and John says, look on us, and he's expecting to get some money, but they say, silver and gold, I haven't got, we haven't got any money, uh, but what I've got, I'm going to give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. But that man looked with expectation. They said, look on us, and he, wanted to, he looked expecting to receive something. Are you expecting to receive something this morning? Yeah. Are you looking to the Lord? Are you hearing from God? He's, he's ministering to you through His Word, through the testimonies that have come today, through the service today, and hungry. You need to be hungry for expectation. That's what God's people are, hungry for expectation. All blessed people live with a hunger for expectation, live with expectancy, I should say. They expect increase. They have that in their heart. Even successful businessmen in the world, they have increased and they believe for increase. They're not believing that their business is going to fail. They're believing and, and they have expectation in, in, their, in their hearts. And our lives can be changed by having greater level of expect, expectancy. You know, even in Acts, the Lord added daily to the church such as should be saved. You could look around at the numbers here this morning. But I hope you're not looking at the numbers, but you're looking beyond to the Lord and you have a great expectancy in your heart. Ruth and I did. We started in the other room with Rod and Glennis and Lynn and Luella and our children. About 10 people 10 years ago. But we didn't just see a room with only 10 people in the corner. We saw we had an expectancy for much greater things. Today I stand before you with an expectancy for much greater things. For great increase. I'm excited in my heart that God is going to increase us exponentially out of this world. He's going to bless our nation through us. I believe that. Have expectancy in your heart. Have a hunger for expectancy. Don't come along with no faith, believing, oh, I wonder what, it, you know, it's just the mundane, you know. But just believe. God wants to give you increase. He really does. He wants to bless His kids. And He wants to bless others through us. Praise His name. Expecting increase. So just in rounding up on increase, we need to have a correctly focused vision. It's not about us. It's about what God can do through us. It's for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's for the honor of the King. We don't want a name for our... We don't live to make a name for ourselves. We live to serve a name. Okay? Very important. You know, vision is so important. What we see is so important. If I said to you, Coca-Cola, what do you see? What's the picture you see? Or Red Bus, what's the picture you see? Mount Everest, what picture do you see? It's not the words Mount Everest, or it's not the words Coca-Cola. You see Coca-Cola. 
When I say to you increase, what do you see? What do you see? What do you see? You need the right kind of vision. You've got to see it. No individual will rise above the picture that is painted in their minds. I don't accept that the way it's been is the way it's always going to be. I don't accept that. I know God's got more. I'm excited about that. Before the Holy Spirit of God brings increase your, your way and growth your way and pours it into your life, what He's going to do is He's going to increase the vision in your mind that you have. He's going to increase the expectancy level in your life. You've got to see it. Do you see God moving through you to bring increase and excite? He's given you gifts. Someone's used their gifts this morning to make this beautiful cake. Other people have used their gifts to bring the music and to encourage the preacher to stop preaching. Other people have... <laughs> other people, people are using their gifts all over. God, God raised even Abraham's level of expectancy and increase. And he said, look at the stars. And he says, look at the sand. So much, you can't count it. He wanted to raise those levels of increase. And you know, when we're on holiday... Well, first of all, Isaiah 53. I shared that too with the, with the prayer team this morning. Isaiah 53, it says there that Jesus saw his offspring and was satisfied. Before he even went to the cross, hundreds of years before he went to the cross, the prophet Isaiah prophesied concerning the Messiah, Jesus, that would come. And he said he saw his offspring and he was satisfied. You got to see it. See what God can do through you. You can be satisfied before even you see it happen because you know that God has, you've got that God download, that God kind of knowledge and you're believing for great things. I was, as you know, we we're overseas recently and we're on the big cruise ship and uh, the Westerdam and I was sitting up on about the floor number 10 right at the front on the ex uh, exploration deck looking out the front window as the sun went down and we're out on the ocean and it was very, very, very vast. And as I sat there, because I wrote this down on my phone in the notes, God really said, He gave me a vision of increase and how great He is and how big He is. When you're out on that sea on this massive boat and you see how big the sea and the ocean is, God gives you a vision of increase. You see that you serve an awesome and a great God who has created everything. And then I watched the sun go down, down, down below the water until it just flickered out like a little burning flame and it disappeared. And I knew that it was going to come up in New Zealand very shortly. It was about to rise and increase was going to come and blessing was going to come in New Zealand. And I felt that in my spirit. And God was wanting us to have increase. And I hold on to those revelations I get from the spirit. Just very simple. I'm only a simple person. But when you see the vast expanse, you realize how small we are and how big our God is. And we're about to see waves of increase flood our lives, flood into our church. I believe for that. Waves of increase like we've never seen before. Miracles happening. People being saved. It's already started. Coming to Christ, being born again. M miraculous things. People you'd never think come to Christ. 
You know, I get people come to me all the time. Things happen that you never think. Serious. I, I was driving. I was driving through town this week, and there's a cop I know. He was travelling out of town, and I sort of waved to him as he went by. And then I got all the way down the Stone Store Hill. Next thing I look behind, there's blue lights. So he pulls me over, and he walks up to me like this. And I go, "Well, you can put your hands down. You're the one with the taser, not me." And, he goes, and then he, you know what he wanted? He just wanted a chat. So then we drive all the way up to our work and he sat there for an hour just for a chat. Wanted to connect. You know, God will do miraculous things in your life. He'll bring you in contact with things that you never thought of. He'll make you so influential that you just couldn't believe it. There's going to be waves of increase come over you in your life. I believe for that. Now just in closing, did I say that about 10 minutes ago? I know everyone listens for that, but they're expecting increase, so they want me to carry on. <laughs> I just want to say that if, if, there's, um, if there's anyone here today who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you've never received the Lord, we want to give you an opportunity to receive Him today. The Bible says, He that wins souls is wise. We, we like to go after souls. You can't do life by yourself. But we, we know those of us who have received Jesus know what a blessing it is to have Jesus as Lord of our lives. We don't want you just to know about Him. We want you to know Him. There's a big difference between reading someone's autobiography and actually meeting the person and getting to know them. And I just suggest if you've never received Jesus uh, this, here this morning, if you've never received Him in your life, that you can have an opportunity to receive Him right now. Is that anyone here? Let's just bow our heads as I give this opportunity so you can have privacy but I believe God wants increase. And I want to give you an opportunity, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that you can ask Him and invite Him into your life today. You can look outside of yourselves to the one who died on the cross for you, whose blood was shed to cleanse you from all sin and selfishness, and you can receive Him as Lord of your life. You can say today, Lord, I cannot go through life anymore alone. I want you as my Lord and Savior. And if that's you today, can you just raise your hand? We just want to take time to give an opportunity to anyone who has not received Jesus. Because I believe God is speaking to us through His Word. And God gives opportunity for us to come to Christ. Because if we're going to have increase in our lives, that's the first area we need increased in. We need to receive Jesus and His perfect righteousness because we cannot conjure it up ourselves. So with every head bowed, if that's you today, please just raise your hand. We want to stand with you and believe with you as you invite and receive Jesus into your life. If you say, I need Jesus, put your hand up. Thank you. Just give you another minute or two. Thank you, Lord. Anyone here today? Don't be shy. We're not going to embarrass you. You say, yes, God is speaking to me. I want the Lord as my Savior. for increase. Praise God. We're going to stand together now and we're going to sing and we let the team lead as we celebrate together the goodness of our God. Glory to God.